Welcome to day 240 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with uh, Matt, David, and Cindy as we uh, continue our journey through the prophets. Uh, we're reading the book of Lamentations, which fits naturally with Jeremiah, and Jeremiah is the probable author of this. Uh, Jeremiah you know, began his work by you know, talking about crying a river of tears for his people and for what they have experienced. And Lamentations is, is uh, the expression of bitterness at going through grievous suffering, you know, about the judgment of the Lord and the experience of seeing, you know, those around you suffer and then suffering, you know, with them, even though righteous, you know, even though, you know, Jeremiah was somewhat righteous in, in his suffering, he still experiences the grief of God's judgment on the nation. So it's a very beautiful, you know, work. You have five poems, Chapter 3, which we began yesterday, is the middle poem. And right in the middle of the middle poem, which is a section, you know, we're dealing with, you know, today, you have the central theological theme of that, and that is the hope that we find in God in the midst of our suffering and the depth of His character. So we're in the most beautiful part of Lamentations, and these are incredibly hopeful lines you know compared to the incredibly bitter lines you know that we read yesterday so as we always do uh, we uh, realize we come into God's presence when we read his word and God desires by his spirit to meet us where we are and to complete his work in us this is a beautiful gift that you know God has given us the revelation of his heart and character in the world in his word the redemption we have by Christ Jesus and the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit as he applies you know the work of the cross you know to us to build us up in himself so that's kind of our uh, expectation when we come to the word that God would do those big things show us himself bring us to the cross and continue his work in us so David you mind lifting us up uh, before we pray now let's pray and father we do thank you that in your word um while it does deal honestly with the difficulties of life it does give us so much hope and so may we now as we turn uh, to this section may we especially as as we need hope um may, may you give us hope as we turn to your word and may it do its living and active work in us um, renew our affections um, give us um, the hope that we need in Christ Jesus. We pray us all in his name. Amen. And we're picking up in verse 19 of chapter 3 of Lamentations. I remember my afflictions and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope, whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to the one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. For no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. For he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. To crush underfoot all prisoners in the land, to deny people their rights before the Most High, to deprive them of justice, would not the Lord see such things? Who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? 
It is, uh, is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come? Why should the living complain when punished for their sins? Let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. And of course, we know that uh, you know the Lord. Any time we repent and lift up our hands and return to Him, you know, does you know forgive our sin? But sometimes He allows the consequences of those sins, you know, to linger, and for us to experience you know the discipline that comes from that, the bitterness that comes from that, and for Him to continue to do His work in you. And of course, the central part of the entire book is is that when no one is cast off from the Lord forever. Uh, though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. And then you just have that little, you know, kind of echo of Ezekiel, for he does not willingly believe affliction or grief to anyone. Uh, the Lord does not delight, you know, in the destruction of the wicked. His desires that they would return from him and in him, you know, find life. And so that is the theological and beautiful heart of this you know, entire lament. And uh, like we said earlier, because it's uh, the center where you find the center, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, Hebrew poetry, we will move back into despair for the next two days. So let's enjoy this time in, in, in the Lord as we uh, focus on his hope. Well, isn't it fitting that the hope is not just a, a temporary hope or circumstantial hope, but it's a hope grounded in the character of God? You know, you pointed to Exodus 34 yesterday. You know, and just that confession of, of God's character and who He is. And we see that coming about, you know, because of the Lord's great love. We're not consumed, for His compassions never fail. He's a God of mercy. You know, it, th- that's the anchoring of where this hope come fr- comes from. Because it doesn't seem like the circumstances are going to, uh, you know, improve anytime soon. I mean, he, they, we see the, the poetry and the language here. There's deep destruction and, and brokenness and hurting. And yet, the hope comes when we see the character of who God is. And they, I love that line too, that it, that compassion and that hope, they're new every morning, which is something I've always kind of just skimmed over and like, okay, yeah, new every morning, but to kind of put yourself in a situation, even some of the situations in life where, you know, just day after day after day can be so difficult. And yet day after day after day, his mercies, his compassions, they are new and available each and every morning to us. And mm-hmm. and that's something that I've grown to love more and more as I've just walked with the Lord, knowing that he is available each and every day. Because mm-hmm. um, each and every day we'll have its difficulties, yet he's availed these mercies to us. Um, and that's why he's, that's why the next line is, because great is your faithfulness. He's the faithful one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you have to love... Um, well, <laughs> I have to love you know that this word that we translate love is mm-hmm. you know word hesed, which t- really talks about uh, unfailing faith, you know faithfulness. Mm-hmm. So in verse twenty two, it's you know his great love, and then we go into you know verse you know, thirty two, it's his unfailing love, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know God is a God who has bound Himself to us in covenant, and He will be faithful to His covenant, and even the judgment is is part of the covenant in order to bring mm-hmm. us to repentance and bring us back to Himself. And of course, is is his promise that he will judge our sin, but he will not cast us off, you know, completely and forever. And for me, as I look at this, just what is the takeaway? My heart just really leans into the 
attributes of God here. Um, his love would need to be very important for me to probably endure, but also his sovereignty, that none of this is taken in by surprise. It's verse 37, who can speak and have it happen if Lord has not decreed it, if it is not from the mouth of the Most High, that both calamities and good things come. Um, and just knowing yeah, that the combination of you know his simultaneous love and sovereignty would be very um, very important for me, I think, if I had to walk through this kind of suffering. Yeah, and, and both of those are very necessary ingredients for hope. Yeah. And then in the middle of calamity, we trust the Lord knows what He is doing, and the Lord has brought us here with a purpose, and He has purposes in the suffering you right. know, that we're going through, and that His suffering is up, you know, ultimately for our good and for our restoration. Yeah. So you have that you know, idea in Paul, you know, if, if we're convinced of this, that all things work together, for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purposes. That doesn't mean everything we experience is good, but right. that God is working for the good in everything that we experience. Mm -hmm. And because of our covenant relationship with Him, those who have been called by the Lord, we, we're guaranteed you know, that mm -hmm. this will issue in hope, this will issue in redemption, this will issue in restoration, which mm -hmm. are all the works of, you know, of this faithful God. So a really good point. A lot of times we... Mm -hmm. uh, we we love to meditate on his his loving kindness, but we forget his his sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And in his sovereignty, in the moment, he has not abandoned his loving kindness. Right, right. I like as well. I mean, scriptures reminds me that if I'm downcast or you know, the things I go to and and go straight to are not often the Lord, but that's what scripture would call me to do. You know, even like <laughs> Psalm 42. You know, you know, why are you downcast? Put your hope in God and, and when I'm downcast I go to so many other things that's my move and yet scripture corrects that mm -hmm. and says that's not where you need to go this no. is where you need to go and, and, and my heart needs that yeah that's part of our theme in Lament uh, you know we we vent everywhere but the right place we're not come before a sovereign God set his feet expose you know the darkness you know of our heart and allow it to be resolved in him but we you know kind of vent you know vent by just being moody or we can vent you know with other people and we can you know take our complaints you know to places where they're not building up and where they're not doing any good and may even be you know tearing down but god has given us permission through the psalms you know to holy venting you know that's resolved in him mm -hmm. uh you know i i, I like you know you know verse you know, 39, why should the living, I, I don't like it, but there's a nice, you know, kind of, <laughs> nice kind of ironic, you know, truth to it. Yes. Why, you know, why should the living complain when punished, you know, for their sins? Right. In other words, none of us have received, even in the darkest moments and the biggest calamities that we experience, and I want to be delicate with this, because, you know, some of these are, are deeply personal, uh, what our sins deserve. Uh, and uh, we have grace you know that takes us you know well you know well beyond that mm -hmm. but uh, he's been complaining but he comes back to the place and said you know why should we mm -hmm. uh, because it says we brought this on ourselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well it's fascinating too that as we've seen you know this lament we've seen him reflecting on the character of god you know what is the response he says let us then examine our ways and test him let us return to the lord mm -hmm. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to the God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled and you have not forgiven. But it's a it's a returning. It's a even mm -hmm. in the lamenting and seeing the character of God, it's a what's the appropriate response is to see ourselves in light of who he is and return to him. 
you know, and in that returning, we have sinned and rebelled and you have not forgiven. But that's a, a, at the same time a plea for forgiveness, anchoring ourselves in the loving kindness of the Lord. No, that, that, that's really beautiful. You know, we, we lift up our, you know, our hearts and our hands. And one is outward and, and, and the other was inward. And a lot of times our repentance is merely outward and, 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 and not inward. And, and, of course, we have the reassurance, you know, that the, uh, that, uh, you know, the author here is not expressing, you know, that God will forgive, God will, will hear, and God, you know, will heal. He's, again, giving this sense, you know, we've, we've lifted up our hands and hearts and somehow we haven't seen you in action. But he will indeed act. Uh, you know, as, as a part of that. Matt, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the gift of your word, and, and we thank you that we get to see in your word um, the full scope of uh, your heart and your character. And at the same time, we're reminded of our sinfulness, of our rebellion, of our idolatry. And, and so, Father, we confess our sins um, to you. Uh, we look to you for forgiveness and and we return to you. Uh, Father, would you continue to help us examine our ways and test them? Uh, would we be people who return to you? I thank you for time and your word. Uh, use it uh, today and this week to continue to, to build us up. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.